listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. Here we are in the United States of America, the USA, and the USA, uh, up until relatively recently, has been the freest nation on planet Earth. The freest nation on planet Earth because the USA, uniquely and differently, has been built on the solid intellectual, spiritual, rational, and historical foundation of what Dr. Francis Schaeffer would call true truth. Now, by true truth, once again, we mean those things which are true despite what people may think subjectively. A lot of people think that all kinds of things are true subjectively. But when you analyze the facts surrounding their belief structure, the problem is that much of what they believe is fictitious. It's a fairy tale. It's a fantasy. It's not true. And when you base a civilization, when you base your lifestyle, when you base the foundation for your life on a mirage, so to speak, and maybe you've seen that people are traveling in the desert, they're riding camels or jeeps or whatever, and the heat in the desert is sweltering, it's extremely hot. And then the people that are traveling in the uh, sandy desert, they think, they're 100% convinced that they think that they see uh, an oasis with palm trees and uh, running water and pools of water. And a, it appears to be a place of refreshment, a place of healing. And so what happens is they get caught up in the delusion or the illusion that they're, that they're fast approaching an oasis. And when they kneel down to scoop up water with their hands, they're in for a rude awakening because the water is not the cool liquid substance that they thought it was going to be. The water, as it turns out, is sand. And so they attempt to swallow sand, which, of course, when it's hot out and you're sweating, is like it's beyond horrible. You're choking, you're gasping for breath. And then all of a sudden, as if you were smacked in the face, you come to terms with the reality that that was not uh, a water, a source of water and palm trees and refreshment. You hallucinated that. That was a mirage. A mirage is an illusion. So you, you rushed over there to get water to refresh you, and you ended up drinking sand. Okay, so that brings us to our present age. All of the freedoms in America that were birthed in the beginning of America. The, the things about America that made America completely different, unique from any other nation on planet Earth was the fact that the whole concept, the whole idea, the whole philosophy upon which America was built, it was built on what is called a Judeo-Christian or biblical worldview. In other words, the ideas, the philosophies, the, the theories, the sciences, etc., that all synergistically uh, gathered together to form the American dream. And, and what is the American dream? The American dream is simply the collective vision of large numbers of people, the Pilgrims and Puritans specifically who escaped Great Britain, escaped religious persecution, 
in Europe. They escaped it because they were not free to practice a biblically-based religion. They were not free to worship the God of the Bible. They were forced to worship uh, the God of the Church of England or the Catholic Church, uh, which both had all kinds of add-ons and extras. And so they escaped, and, and they were persecuted for their biblical spiritual beliefs. They were arrested, they were taxed, they were killed, uh, they were harassed. So things became so intolerable that they escaped England. The Pilgrims and Puritans rented or purchased uh, giant sailing vessels. They sailed across the ocean from Great Britain and other nations in Europe. They sailed across the ocean, and then they settled colonies or, or outposts of uh, Western civilization. They, they built these outposts of Western civilization on the coastline of the uh, eastern seaboard of America. And so you had all these, uh, you know, the, the Plymouth colony and many other colonies, which became cities, states, and then eventually these colonies became states, and eventually they became uh, a new nation. But again, the foundation of all of this was the firm belief, the intelligent belief, and I want to add that, I want to emphasize this. This was not a belief that was born out of cult-like uh, belief structures. This was not a belief system that was born out of fanaticism, craziness, and religious weirdness, and you know, self-imposed visions. This was a faith, a Christian faith that was built on the truth of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, or the truth of the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. And so the Pilgrims and Puritans embraced a biblical worldview in everything that they did. And this is what was so revolutionary, so dynamic, so powerful about early America. This is what made America different than any other nation on planet Earth. The key to the success of the American dream, the key to uh, America becoming a unique nation among the nations, the key was that the Pilgrims and Puritans didn't just play with the truth of God's Word. They studied the Bible like scholars. They analyzed and studied the Bible verse by verse by verse. They didn't just believe the Bible as a set of religious or spiritual beliefs, but they totally embraced the Bible uh, in every category of life. So they embraced what the Bible had to say as true truth. So whether it was science or technology or philosophy or medicine or biology or uh, astronomy or law or medicine or history or any number of things, the foundation of the belief system of the Pilgrims and Puritans was the fact that they believed that the Bible and Christianity itself, they believed firmly on the basis of intellectual study, on the basis of deep historical research, on the basis of really heavy-duty theological understanding of the Word of God. So they made 
biblical truth their foundation their foundation so they built their towns their families eventually our nation the entire american way of life uh the the constitution the bill of rights our laws our political system with the unique checks and balances uh, at that time way back then our monetary system they were all built on what uh, Dr. Francis Schaeffer would have called a biblical worldview. And once again, you, you'll see me writing and reading about what a biblical worldview is in all of my books. I teach this incrementally. If you only have a Jesus experience, and by having a Jesus experience, I mean if you only have like this emotional high, this like Christian psychedelic high, this emotional experience where your endorphins and your serotonin and all the chemicals in your body and brain, you know, they, they open up and they give you a biological high. If your entire belief system and religion is only built on a transitory emotional experience or psychological spiritual high, it will not have the functional power to transform your life, to transform the culture, to transform families, to transform the nation, and to transform the world. The power that is necessary to produce a, a thoroughly biblical transformation that will change every facet of society based on the, the interrelationship between society and the truth of God's Word. So when the day is done, uh, the Bible is true, and the Pilgrims and Puritans built America, their families, their churches, their theology, the American dream. They built everything on the foundation of a biblical worldview. And then, as the Bible teaches very coherently, God makes a promise in Deuteronomy 28, which is the chapter we read all the time, and I take a deep dive with you in my book, uh, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. We take a deep dive in that book. We examine what the pilgrims and Puritans believed about Deuteronomy, chapter 28, also known as the blessings and the curses. And in Deuteronomy 28, God promises his people, whether it's the pilgrims and Puritans or the children of Israel, wherever God's people are gathered in human history, if they will study the Bible, if they will study both the blessings and the curses in Deuteronomy chapter 28, and then if they will obey the blessings and curses in Deuteronomy chapter 28, they'll do the following things, which are outlined in the first three verses of Deuteronomy chapter 28. They will only worship the true biblical God. They will not worship the pagan gods the idols uh, of the pagan nations or false gods, because they know that if they worship uh, the false gods, if they follow the false gods, they will place God's people, America or, or whatever else God's people are involved in, they will place God's people under a horrific curse. So when you read Deuteronomy 28, the first half of the chapter is a promise from God to the children of Israel, that if they will only worship the true God, the God of the Bible, and if they will hearken diligently 
unto the voice of the Lord thy God. That means if they will diligently obey and study and memorize and act upon uh, the Word of God and only worship the biblical God in the Bible, then in Deuteronomy 28, God promises to pour out this phenomenal amount of blessings in every realm upon his people. And so we see the first half of Deuteronomy chapter 28 is an exhaustive and precise list, an itemized list from God to his people, where God goes to great lengths to to explain to his people that if his people will obey him and worship him and follow him, that God will pour out this enormous list of blessings upon his people supernaturally. And when you study this enormous list of blessings, you discover that these blessings uh, are, are not just in the spiritual area. These phenomenal blessings are occurring in the areas of military conflict, economic growth, agricultural prosperity, economic prosperity, uh, victory over your enemies. The blessings of God are poured out upon his people. But then you notice that the blessings of God are in categories that have everything to do not with some super spiritual world. They have everything to do with uh, practical, everyday life in every dimension. And so if you analyze this question, why did America prosper uniquely among the nations? And you know the answer to that very quickly. America prospered uniquely among the nations because the pilgrims and Puritans, however imperfectly, endeavored to seek the biblical God. The God, the pilgrims and Puritans sought to obey the biblical God, to keep his commandments, and to only worship the biblical God. As such, the pilgrims and Puritans were the supernatural recipients of enormous blessings that, when you add them all together, in part, all of these blessings the pilgrims and Puritans received were known as the American dream. So this, this heaven-on-earth experience by the pilgrims and Puritans, and that's really what it was. Among all the nations on planet Earth, it was only America that could testify to the fact that they had, the American people had, because of the blessings of God, a kind of heaven-on-earth experience that they lived out here in the United States of America. We were living in a kind of heaven on earth because we were endeavoring to obey uh, God, the blessings of God, and follow the blessings of God and obey his word. Now, that is the secret of America's prosperity, America's freedom, America's harmony. It's the secret of the fact of why is America a blessed nation. And all of that can be discovered when you understand that the source of the secret of America's power, blessing, economic prosperity, economic growth, etc., etc., it all comes from the fact that the pilgrims and Puritans were born again, filled with the Spirit, praying, seeking God with all their heart, mind, and soul. And it was out of that supernatural, that vital supernatural relationship that they had with God that they were supernaturally blessed by God, and God poured out his Holy Spirit on the pilgrims and Puritans. And so for you know, at least 150 years of America's 
existence, you see, if you were to chart it out on a graph, you would see that the trajectory of America starting at the bottom of nations. And then if you made a chart, you would see America, the chart would reveal that America was skyrocketing in its prosperity, its affluence, its, its uh, blessings, its victories. America was a unique nation. And again, it had everything to do with the Pilgrims and Puritans putting God first, building America and their lives on the foundation of the Word of God. That's, that's the secret. So you contrast that to all the other nations on planet Earth, and you see that all the other nations on planet Earth are devoid, they're empty, they're hollow of these supernatural blessings, because they are not seeking to follow the Word of God. They're not praying to God. They're not seeking God. They're not studying His Word and attempting to obey it. Um, they are worshiping man, all the other nations, in, in contrast and comparison to America, all the other nations are built on the false philosophies, the occult philosophies of humanism, which teaches the false belief that man can become God, or transhumanism, which teaches the false belief that man can genetically make him or herself God. Um, and then the economic system of all the other nations is built, is it, is it is attempted to be built outside of God's laws. And so you see that a curse, a massive curse, is released on the people and the governments of all the other nations on planet Earth because they turn to false gods, they're worshiping false gods, they're worshiping lies, they're attempting to adhere to lies, and uh, they are worshiping the false gods of Karl Marx and communism and Marxism, which are, there's no way around it except to acknowledge the fact that communism and Marxism and national socialism or fascism are all antichrist philosophies and antichrist religions. And in every single nation on planet Earth which went down these roads, whether it was communist China or communist Russia or Nazi Germany or Cuba or Cambodia or whatever nation it was, whether it was a socialist nation, communist nation, Marxist nation, transhumanist nation, globalist nation, all of these other nations uh, ended up producing hell on earth, not heaven on earth ended up producing, uh, building their society on a foundation of the Antichrist, uh, humanism, and their, their Antichrist philosophies and their Antichrist beliefs uh, caused uh, a totalitarian government, uh, an occultic, humanistic dictatorship to be built. And once again, Every other philosophy and every other nation on earth, going back to ancient Babylon and Egyptian Empire, etc., etc., are all built on Antichrist or Luciferian belief systems, and they all led their people into captivity or slavery, and they all created totalitarian regimes and dictatorships. So you see, really, there's a very stark contrast between. America and every other nation on planet Earth. America is is like a light bursting forth from a city that's placed 
uh, on a shining light that's placed on a on a hill so everybody can see it. Now, uh, this is this is the truth to America's success. But we have in America today, after these well, this idea, by the way, was seeded at the very founding of America, which I'm going to briefly share with you. And it was the seeds of America's destruction that were sown into early America uh, through secretive and very powerful occultic groups and secret societies. So we're going to delve into that. And the purpose of delving into this is I want to bring before you uh, some very important biblical truths. And as you allow the Lord to give you a revelation of what these biblical truths can produce in your life and the life of others, you will come to understand for yourself, you will come to have a first-hand revelation for yourself that God, the Father, wants to bestow on his people the secrets of the kingdom of God, and that it is absolutely true that knowledge is power, and uh, guidance is wisdom, and God's direction all come from the Word of God. And so the Word of God is is different than any other New Age philosophy, occultic philosophy, like the French Revolution, like communism or whatever. The Word of God is completely different. Every nation that follows the Word of God, whether it's Israel or uh, the Christians, uh, every nation, every people that follows the Word of God and endeavors to obey the biblical God, is always supernaturally blessed. It always receives the supernatural spiritual power of Almighty God, which the Bible calls uh, Power from on High, which is the title of a new book I've written. Power from on High, which is the dunamis, dynamite, explosive power of God. This is the supernatural energy. Nothing in the universe can conquer or overcome the dunamis dynamite power of God. That's why Jesus Christ told his disciples that they were to go to Jerusalem and tarry in Jerusalem until the Father clothed them with power from on high. And power from on high meant the dunamis dynamite explosive power of God. And when that is released among God's people, as they seek his face, as they study his word, when God's people go through a a metamorphosis, a radical change. What precipitates the radical change that God's people go through is when they surrender their religiosity, when they surrender their legalistic beliefs, and they begin to receive by faith the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity, and then they're clothed with power from on high. Now, when God's people are clothed with power from on high, they now have the supernatural power, the supernatural wisdom, the release of the angelic armies on earth and in the invisible realm, a supernatural understanding of science and technology, governmental systems, and economics. All of these things are made available to God's people as the dunamis dynamite power of God detonates and destroys the satanic strongholds, which are attempting to block the release of God's power, the release of God's wisdom, and, and, and 
literally bring in the entrance of the kingdom of God on earth. And that's where we stand in terms of understanding the last days, in terms of uh, being faithful to his word and being uh, recipients by faith of receiving power from on high. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I encourage you, I exhort you to go to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Make sure you physically join our e-blast list. You physically join the various social media pages we have, like uh, Rumble and, and Twitter and Facebook. and you know, We have so many. They're all at paulmcguire.us. We have all these social media sites. But we are in a war against lies and illusions and manipulation. So what you can do in practical terms to help us win the victory for the hearts and minds of people everywhere is when you choose to sign up to our e-blast list or sign on to uh, one of our video pages or, or podcasting pages, all listed for you at paulmcguire.us. When you sign on to these pages, when you like, when you follow, when you become part of them, then you become uh, an ally with us. Then, then you partner with us in defeating the lies of the evil one. Because when you sign up to join us and follow us, what you're doing in practical terms is you're smashing the, the computerized rigging lies. You know, as you know, the internet, just like the voting process, is rigged. It's falsified through computer programs and artificial intelligence. And the, the reason for doing that is their computers, their AI systems of all the social media companies. And, you know, when you read my books, you, what happens to you is you join me in taking a deep dive of research into certain facts, such as many of the biggest intelligence agencies in the world uh, control largely or manipulate or rig largely. Uh, social media, websites, search engines, and they rig things. And, and the reason for that is this goes back, uh, you know, I got into the, the, the Lord led us in this ministry uh, because I was friends with Chuck Misler while he was still alive. And Chuck Misler was one of the first Christian ministries to, to get into uh, uh, the Internet. And so I got into, I was friends with Chuck, and I got into the Internet very early. And I got into the Internet in a big way through articles, through videos, through uh, radio programs, through video, through conferences, through books. I mean, just I produced an enormous amount of information, an enormous amount of content, an enormous amount of truth, an enormous amount of research and scholarship, an enormous amount of Bible teaching. And by the grace of God and the blessing of God, uh, God, because I put God first, and because I put the communication of God's word first and the communication of God's truth first, God honored that. And so God blessed Paradise Mountain Church and Paul McGuire Ministries in a big way when we got on the internet and when we got into alternative media. And so it was a, really a year or two. Uh, after I got into social media and the internet and video, and TV and radio and all those things, they synergistically all 
came together. That was God. That wasn't because I'm, I'm so smart and so clever. That was the blessing of God and what we were doing. And so what happened is that all the articles and the videos and the movies and you know, the, the things that I was producing, they all came together because of God, and they began to multiply each other in their, in their outreach. So it was, you know, like within three years, we were literally and measurably reaching millions and millions of people uh, every four months. And, and then it would be even more million, like 11 million, 12 million people a year. And this kept going for a long time. There was an exponential explosion of our communication. We were talking about things that most people never heard of, and many people are just now starting to discover. And uh, so what happened is I was doing the Paul McGuire show five days a week, four hours a day, drive time, a nationally syndicated radio show, also aired reruns of it on uh, Saturday and Sunday. That exploded our outreach. Then I was a regular commentator on the biggest shows on the Fox News Network and CNN. Back in the days when CNN and Fox News Network had some kind of sanity and had some kind of credibility. And back then when I was on Fox and CNN, uh, they, uh, they, they hadn't lost their minds yet. And, and, and as such, the, the numbers of people that would watch those networks, you know, the shows that I were, was on, and the biggest shows like O'Reilly's show and, and many others, they had actual watch viewing audiences of like 12 million people per show. Now, those numbers have seriously declined in the last numbers of years. So I, by the grace of God, I was there in the golden days of cable news networks. And so that was causing God to promote what we were doing. Then I was producing movies and videos and conferences that were all over the Internet. And then we began to launch our radio and stuff on the Internet. And then I was speaking at all these conferences, and I was, guest, I was a guest expert, you know, on History Channel specials and Bible prophecy. Okay, so all of this stuff began to come together and multiply. And so I would say conservatively, conservatively, we were reaching somewhere between 11 and 15 million people a year. That's conservatively. And I'm not counting in that, in that equation the fact that it kept getting more and more and more and more as all these things multiplied one another. So uh, the reason I'm saying that is that at a certain point, the influence God gave me and gave our ministry, the impact that God gave me and our ministry, because, again, I was talking about things that nobody was talking about back then. The New World Order and Bible prophecy, the cashless society, uh, scientific mind control, MKUltra. I mean, you could go on and on and on and on. Uh, and then I had my own show on God TV, which reached millions of people every time it aired. And so the point is, that um, the enemies of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the enemies of truth, uh, perceived me as a threat because I was reaching so many people, and I was reaching them in a way that was credible, that was winning people to Christ, that was providing a, 
convincing, rational, intelligent argument for, for the things that I said. And because we were so effective, we were targeted. And the purpose targeting is when the intelligence agencies and the deep state and the enemies of the gospel of Jesus Christ and atheists, etc., they recognize that you are uh, one of the most powerful forces for Christianity and biblical worldview, etc. So they target you because their goal is to marginalize you, to make people perceive you as less than what you are. So they want to marginalize you, they want to demonize you, they want to reduce your numbers. And so I had to endure, and I still do to this day, I've had to wage war in terms of spiritual warfare and and social media warfare. Uh, I've had to wage war in these uh, electronic digital media because they have rolled out their computer bots, their AI systems, and they have fired their their electronic weapons in every effort, effort that they can to marginalize, demonize me, minimize me, falsify our the numbers of people watching falsify our impact, discredit me, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this isn't paranoia. I could name names of people that you know and respect very highly, and the same thing has happened to them because they, they have also been effective. So I need you to understand that, those of you that are regular followers of the Paul McGuire Report. I need you to understand that because I need you to partner with me. I'm doing this for you, your children, for the Lord not doing it for selfish reasons, because there's no payoff in terms of selfish reasons. I'm doing it because God told me to do it. But in order to continue to do it, in order to not only stand our ground, but to expand the territory that God wants us to take, I need you to pray for us as spiritual prayer warriors. I need you to join and sign on to our social media pages, our e-blasts. And then I need you to, when you're praying for us, I need you to, to, to like with childlike faith, Simply ask the Lord, you know, in your own words, Lord, how much would you like me to donate or contribute to what Paul McGuire is doing through his outreach and through Paul uh, McGuire Ministries and Paradise Mountain Church? Then whatever the Lord lays on your heart with childlike faith, no matter how big the amount is or how small the amount is, the key is, is it's what, what is God telling you? And then obey God no matter what he tells you, and give what he tells you to give, and then make a commitment. And if you're not going to stand with me, then stand with somebody else, because we're in a war for your future, for your children, my children, our future. And you, for those of you that have listened to me know that I've been doing this for over 40 years, okay? And I'm serious about what I'm doing, because the stakes are high. In fact, they've never been higher now. So visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. You can donate there electronically, and it's totally secure. Take advantage of our big, big uh, money-saving discounts on our books. We, we pay for the shipping. Uh, get the books in order. Peruse the books. And then take advantage. we got 90% of the stuff on the website's free. Roku channel and all the other channels, the, the messages and stuff. So visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. And we will be back in just a moment. We've got to win this war. We've got to get this out of our head that we can just goof off. If we goof off, brothers and sisters, if we goof off, America is going to be like a Cuba or Venezuela 
or some communist country like China or Russia, it's going to be a hellhole. It really will be, and I don't believe that's what God wants. So we need to we need to unite and be obedient to the Lord. Visit PaulMcGuire.us. That's PaulMcGuire.us. Get yourself a copy of Power from On High. By the way, it's a it's a powerful book. Sorry for the you know keep saying power, power, power. Well, it is powerful. <laughs> that's all I can tell you. Visit PaulMcGuire.us. I'm Paul McGuire. We'll be back in just a minute. You are now listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. You know, <clears throat> God chose you, and I mean you by name. God chose you before the foundation of the world to be here for such a time as this, which simply means God chose for you to be at this time period in human history, gave you the talents and abilities you have, and God has given every one of us a mission, an assignment from him. And if we rely on his strength and power, then he will give us the ability to supernaturally fulfill that assignment. Every one of us, we want to hear the words by Jesus when we get to heaven, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I know you want to hear that. I want to. Okay. So God has given you a plan. God has spoken to you. And to the degree that you endeavor to follow God's plan for your life, it's the law of sowing and reaping. To the degree that you endeavor to follow God's plan or mission for your life is to the degree that you will receive God's supernatural guidance, his supernatural provision, his supernatural help, and his supernatural blessing. So never never be caught under guilt or condemnation. Never falsely say to yourself, well, I'm I was reading a letter from somebody who wrote me relative no they actually wrote wrote me at least a year ago or more <clears throat> but for some mysterious reason the le- the letter ended up on my desk again and they were sharing with me a, a personal spiritual struggle which is one that I commonly hear and one that I had to deal with myself and that was when the devil is targeting you and he tries to work over your mind the devil's a liar, and the devil will lie and attempt to convince you. This is what this person shared to me, that the devil was attempting to convince him that he was a loser. And that was a lie. He was not a loser. And just about every man and many women I know have had to face that specific spiritual battle, that if we don't measure up to some usually unrealistic uh, set of ideas or goals, then we're losers. And the world system, you know, this whole concept of being a loser comes out of Lucifer's temporary world system. And it's, you know, in in the book of Revelation, uh, Satan is referred to as the accuser of the brethren and the sisters, and he accuses them day and night before the throne room of God. But they overcame him, who? Satan, by the blood of the Lamb, and the word of the testimony. So the word of your testimony is, is that you're born again. The Holy Spirit lives inside you. And because the Holy Spirit lives inside you, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Therefore, the, the true truth is, you cannot be. It is impossible for you to be a loser. That The concept, the temptation for you to think that you're a loser is, is one of the fiery arrows of the devil or the evil one. 
And you need to hold up the shield of faith and, and don't allow that lie to pierce your heart. And let me say this with all the certainty I have of God's Word within me. Nobody who's born again can be a loser. You could temporarily fail. You could temporarily make a mistake. Okay? I'm not saying that that is impossible, because it is. But you ask God to forgive you. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you of all sin. And if you fail or whatever, then you allow God to pick you up, and you, and you don't believe the lie. You're not a loser. You are a joint heir with Jesus. You are a child of God. You have a divine destiny. And God doesn't create losers. So, so, so don't give, it's a temptation. Don't give into the temptation to believe a lie about yourself. You are not a loser. You are, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. And so you embrace that, no matter how you feel, and that, is, that will become your reality. Faith in God's Word is your reality. Okay, so, right now we are, as many of you know, I, I, I say that my research and stuff, I was raised in an atheistic, existentialist home, and my life was turned around in third grade when I read Aldous Huxley's book, Brave New World, and George Orwell's book by 1984. Uh, 1984. Uh, ironically, the, the second in command of the World Economic Forum under Klaus Schwab, he too in third grade read Brave New World, and and he uses that that as his intellectual foundation to justify the Great Reset, which is which is totalitarianism. The Lord spoke to me when I read those books, and when I looked at the reality all around me, the Lord said to me, you know, in in my inner imagination, the Lord said, Paul, wake up! What Huxley is talking about in Brave New World. And Orwell is talking about in Big Brothers 1984. It's 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 blooming. It's coming alive all around you. Now, I didn't totally know what that meant, but I did know that my life's work and my life's ministry would interface with Brave New World and those things because God called me from from before third grade. God called me to shine a light in the darkness and to expose the deep spiritual deception and the deep spiritual darkness promoted by these books like Break the World. So what we have in our time, and, and I became aware of this in third grade, and this was a long time ago, okay? <clears throat> and I became aware of it, and uh, now, decades later, over 40 years later, the very things that I was concerned about when I read those books and studied, the very things that I was concerned about, has now these things have now come alive right in front of our eyes and right in front of our faces. And it's not paranoia, it's not science fiction, it's truth. And the truth is that they've simply renamed this brave new world or 1984, or Big Brother, or communism, they simply renamed these things, and they've given it a brand new name. They call it the Great Reset. But the purpose of the Great Reset is to deceive millions and millions of people, if not billions of people. The Great Reset was designed by the globalist elite, the Luciferian elite, the 1% of the wealthiest and richest and most powerful trillionaire families on planet Earth. The Great Reset is, is their deceptive attack 
on the human race, on you, your children, your grandchildren, and your nation. You've got to understand this. I'm speaking to you as rationally, as coherently as I possibly can. And I back up what I'm saying in my books in terms of, I, I quote these men from original sources. I, I, I teach people in my books what they're doing from their documented words. And that's why I urge you to go to paulmcguire.us and get books like Power from on High, Prophecy of the Future of America, and the other books. Get those books and read them because I, I expose their master plan. So their plan right now, and they've come out and said it on the internet and on video through, through groups like Davo, D-A-V-O-S, uh, groups like the World Economic Forum, uh, groups like Skull and Bones, which is not a conspiracy theory, it's a, it's a real organization. Um, these groups are networking together. They have trillions and trillions of dollars to spend. And they have said with their own words, on video, in their books, et cetera, et cetera, that their plan is to, in the next few years, that's how, that's how right around the corner their plan is, okay? In the next three years, or the next number of years, their plan is to bring about a giant global reset on planet Earth. And they're doing it through spiritual deception, psychological deception, which is psyops. They're doing it by lying, using propaganda, social engineering, scientific mind control, hypnosis, brainwashing. These things were talked about in Aldous Huxley's book, Brave New World, and in 1984 by George Orwell. And, and what they're planning to do with the Great Reset is they're planning to establish a global, dictatorial, and totalitarian uh, new world order, but they don't call it the new world order anymore. They call it the Great Reset. And the Great Reset is the coming together of a one world economic system, a one world religion, and a, a one world uh, society, a one world government. Um, and, and then they lie and they tell the masses words like this. And these are total lies. Regarding the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab said to, to the people of the world, he said, you will own absolutely nothing, but you will never be happier in your whole life, which is a total lie. And number two is the globalist elite, the richest people on planet Earth, they own absolutely everything. They are only 1% of the world's population, but they own 99% of all the money and the resources. They're not sharing anything. They they own, control everything. So you don't look at what somebody says. You look at what their actions are. And when you look at the actual actions of the globalist elite, you see that they're not sharing the wealth like they're asking you to do and me to do. They're not sharing any wealth at all. They are hoarding all the wealth, all the land, all the money. They live like kings and queens on planet Earth. They're not sharing anything. They are super trillionaires. They represent only 1% of the global population, but they control 99% of the wealth. And they stole that wealth. Please listen to me. They stole that wealth from the hardworking middle class and working class. And the way they stole it is that they bought, they developed, they raised up political leaders, economic leaders, presidents, prime ministers all over the world. And what they did going back 
this this game plan has been around for at least 100 years or 200 years. What they did is they, on their pathway to creating a global government, they created all these globalist, global trade treaties for their economic benefit. Now, notice from the time, go, this is going back to the Clinton era, to the Bush era, to, uh, uh, you know, Republican and Democrat politicians. And notice that we were lied to by people like Newt Gingrich and others. He said, you know, we'll, it's in, we must be involved in global trade treaties because that's the only way we can bring all the wealth back into the United States of America. It's by signing on to these global trade treaties that we can bring wealth back and jobs back and manufacturing back and prosperity back to the working class and the middle class of America. That's what they promised us. But when they passed all these trade treaties, you know what happened. All the manufacturing didn't come to America. It left America, went to South America, went to China and other nations. They got all the money. So what these globalist elite did is that they robbed the middle class and the working class of all their money, all their jobs, all the manufacturing, and they kept it for themselves. Okay, they lived like kings and queens. They kept it from themselves, and then they turned around and they went to nations which basically uh, have slave labor conditions like communist China, etc., and they had all the manufacturing and business done there. And what that did is that cheated the middle class and the working class in America of the opportunity to make money, to grow money, to start their own businesses, to buy houses, to send their kids to college, to get out of debt. In other words, they, the middle class and working class were essentially robbed with these globalist trade treaties. And the globalist Great Reset will only make these conditions far, far worse. So we are headed for a crisis right now. And that is why they are scrambling to come up with some kind of new dollar, some kind of new American dollar, some kind of new currency that will work with the global currency. That's why they're scrambling to, to set up a, a cashless uh, and wireless uh, global economic system. It's so that they can hoard the wealth. They can siphon off the wealth and make themselves richer, steal from the middle class and the working class. That's what this is all about. So right now, the world's most powerful nations are battling for who it is that controls the global currency or which nation or group of nations like BRICS will uh, be able to to unify themselves together and and defeat the the one-time supremacy of the American dollar. So there's all these proposals going on frenetically right now. There's discussion of creating a new uh, dollar bill that would be backed by gold. And these people are not doing it because they're nice. They're doing it because uh, the world, many of the world's nations, are now dumping the dollar. They're dumping the dollar because they don't trust the dollar, because the dollar has not been backed up by something that's real and something of value, like gold or silver. So the dollar is nothing more than an IOU note. It's not backed up by anything. 
And so the BRICS nations, like India, Russia, China, and many others, they're trying to come up with competing currencies. Then at the same time, in this very volatile mix, these international banking families, many that are connected to uh, Luciferianism and Satanism, etc., are, are primarily headquartered in the European Union, Great Britain, and the United States of America, and it involves uh, the United Nations uh, and the World Health Organization. And so what they're doing is they're, uh, they want to create global crisis, global diversions, in order to keep their wealth and to keep the value of the dollar up and increase and protect our military power. And if you go back in, in recent history of the world, and, and a great way to do that in a fast-moving and fun way is to get yourself a copy of my book, The Day the Dollar Died. And you will see that, that the real reason for World War I and then World War II, and now we're on the, the precipice of potentially World War III, the real reason for World War I and World War II was to protect the supremacy of the dollar, the power of Great Britain, and the Rothschilds, and the Rockefellers, and the Illuminati. So the real reason for World War I and World War II was to protect the money and the power of America and Great Britain and the, and the other EU-type nations. Now. We, we are many people high up in the occult, going back to General Pike, one of the founders of uh, Scottish Rite Freemasonry. He had a vision that there would be three world wars, World War I, World War II, both of which happened. And then, uh, finally, Pike predicted World War III, which would be a massive global war, killing hundreds of millions of people with nuclear bombs. and biological warfare, and the purpose of World War III would be to consolidate and protect the power of the U.S., the EU, and uh, to, to destroy Christianity and to promote atheism and the occult and Satanism. And so we, we are potentially on the precipice of World War III. The purpose, again, is to protect the power of America, to protect the power of the EU, to protect the power of uh, Great Britain. The Illuminati, and uh, they they are very concerned about uh, the Ukraine. Uh, they seem to be ignoring the, the threat of communist China, and they seem to be focusing on what they perceive to be the threat of communist Russia. But but the point is that all of these nations, whatever your viewpoint is on these things. All of these nations are, are the superpowers of the world, including the EU, including NATO. Um, they're the superpowers of the world, including communist China, communist Russia. And it, it would not take much for there to be an exchange of nuclear missiles, biological warfare, an EMP attack, uh, uh, power outages, and, you know, tragically, it would not take much to ignite uh, World War III. And in fact, there are some people among the globalist elite that want a World War III scenario 
because they see it as a vehicle to consolidate their power. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in just a moment. Okay, this is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. A spinoff of a lot of what we're talking about is important information that I'm going to bring up to you right now. But you will not find this information in the media or most of the alternative media. And it's information that affects your health and it affects all kinds of things, your children, your longevity, your immune system, etc. But what am I talking about? All this technology that is driving the Great Reset, a lot of it is built around electromagnetic frequency uh, production and usage. And, and I'm talking about what is referenced to as, quote, the totality of electric fields, magnetic fields, and electromagnetic radiation. So, so scientists are looking into this new threat. They call this electrosmog. And electrosmog, again, is the totality of the electric fields, magnetic fields, and electromagnetic radiation. Now, there was a report titled Just That by Arthur Furstenberg, Kathleen Burke, Dr. Christy Clothe, and Cellular Phone Task Force, Cellular, Cellular Phone Task Force. I don't know why they put it there twice. Global Research, July 27th, 2023. Okay, so here are the bullet points. It's very important. You know, there's a lot of comedy, like, like uh, in, in television shows and stuff, you know, people with tinfoil hats, people who are like nuts and crazy, or at least they're portrayed that way because they have a concern about being exposed to EMF, electromagnetic frequencies, and they're made fun of and ridiculed and, and, and accused of being paranoid, blah, 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 blah. Well, they're not paranoid. They happen to be correct. Electrosmog is just the latest word to describe the extremely dangerous and toxic effects of the totality of all these new EMF fields, electromagnetic frequency fields, uh, electric fields, magnetic fields, and the, the totality of what is called electromagnetic radiation. Remember this. You're not going to hear about it in school. You're not going to hear about it in the media. But remember this. Your very existence and everybody you know, everything that you see in this world, including you, yourself in the mirror, we are all here in this physical dimension reality. The reason we're here, the reason we exist, according to physics, is that you and I are actually composed of electromagnetic frequencies, EMF, and therefore we are kind of like. Our very existence. We're projected beings. We have a specific, each one of us has a specific and different numerical electromagnetic frequency. And so when people see us and talk to us and stuff, what you are, what you are all about, what I am all about, is that we are projections of electromagnetic frequencies. That is the way this world works. That's the way God chose to create this world. Now, the problem is that mankind has been playing in a dangerous way with electromagnetic frequencies for about 150, 200 years. Everything from Marconi and the invention of the radio, Tesla, 
scalar technology, radio, TV, radar, uh, Wi-Fi, uh, and now a very big danger, and they don't want to tell you about it because they're making a lot of money selling you fancy cell phones and laptops and uh, whatever, and that is the technology of 5G. Now, I talk about this in my books in a big way. I have, the Lord told me, this research frequencies. So in my book, uh, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, in my book, Power from on High, in my book, uh, A Prophecy of the Future of America, and other books, I talk, I expose the dangers of 5G. Now remember, in its most simplest terms, the old cell phones and older EMF, they they had an output of about 1 uh, G, 2 G, 3 G, maybe 4 G. But on a scientific and engineering basis, when you move from 4 G to 5 G, you, you enter an exponential acceleration of the electromagnetic frequency. Well, what does that mean? Maybe you have seen the weapons used by militaries around the world, including our own military, where they drive these trucks, and these military trucks, and these military trucks carry these large, well, what they look like is large HD flat TV screens mounted on the military trucks. But what those screens are is, they're not TV screens. What they are is they're, they're electromagnetic frequency generating screens, and they're weaponized. So the military, the police, or whatever, could drive them around, and let's say there's a bunch of people rioting and shooting each other or whatever. You could, you know, shoot them down with machine guns, or you can use crowd dispersal. And, and many times they can disperse a crowd by firing a, nine, a, a 5G-style EMF wave into a crowd. And, and to all the people walking around in the crowd, you know, breaking the law, they feel it as if they feel like their bodies have literally been set on fire and their bodies are burning them alive. That, that's what it feels like. And so after the 5G weaponized technology hits them, you see them jumping up and down and then running like, like they're crazy. They start running as fast as they can in any direction because what they're trying to do subconsciously is run out from under the direction that the 5G weaponized signal is hitting them at, which is this overwhelming burning sensation. Okay? Now, that's like a smack on the hand. That's like a warning technology. If the military or the police wanted to, they could dial up the 5G technology just a little bit, and by dialing it up just a little bit, they can increase the power to the point that the 5G just doesn't cause an overwhelming burning sensation. You can hit somebody with a 5G EMF frequency blast, and then, pow, they drop dead, or they're unconscious. In other words, you can zap them from a distance with an electromagnetic frequency wave of a specific numerical number, and it can stop somebody's heart. Now, you've got to think outside of the box. What does this mean in terms of futuristic weaponization that is available now? Well, what it means is that a 5G cell tower, a 5G transmitter, potentially, because it is weaponized by the very nature of its technology, it can be used to kill somebody, give them a heart attack, um, knock them out, stop their heart, 
slowly uh, bring about diseases in their body or depression or anxiety or, or positive emotions. Now, what that means, instead of, instead of killing your enemy with a bullet or using a sniper, you can use a weaponized 5G transmitter, and you can't hear it. It's totally silent sound. It's not audible to the human ear. People wouldn't even know what hit them, and the next thing you know, they are like, like they've dropped dead. So the Lord led me to start researching this, I don't know, in a big way, probably around 10 years ago. And then I began to read these uh, scientific studies on 5G technology. So just purely the, the so-called benign usage of 5G technology sold to people, oh, your cell phone picture will be clearer, you'll have faster searching speeds on the internet, uh, you know, your signal will be clear, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's fine. But at what price? Because you see, what this research article uh, stated, and this is what you got to pay attention to, because they're not going to tell you on, uh, you know, mainstream media, that your body, your children's body, elderly people's bodies, you're being bathed in, in a hostile EMF frequency environment that's called electrosmog. And so when your body, your brain, your nervous system, your DNA, and whatever is being saturated with invisible uh, electrical fields, magnetic fields, and electromagnetic radiation, there are, there are negative effects, uh, adverse effects to your health, to your cognitive abilities, to your thinking abilities, to your longevity, uh, and you could cause this. Just being constantly exposed to electromagnetic fields can cause things like ADD, ADHD, bipolar, depression, anxiety. Uh, it can lower your immune system. It can provoke, in some people, suicidal thoughts. I mean, it's it's like a very, very big field, and you'll and and there's no discussion of it. They just don't want to tell you about it. So. Um, the, the key points in this research study is the fact that the study of electricity should be restored to biology and medicine. Right now, it's absent. That's crazy. Number two, personal wireless communication must be phased out because the radiation that carries all the messages is destroying life on Earth. That's not paranoia. That's a fact. Number three, mobile phones must be replaced with landline phones. Wi-Fi with Ethernet cables and other wireless consumer devices with devices connected by wires and cable. In other words, it may appear old-fashioned, but by using wires, by connecting your technology uh, via wires, you're, you're uh, protecting yourself from this all-pervasive spread of toxic uh, electromagnetic fields. And that's important. Um, mobile phone ant antennas and masks must be phased out and removed. Wireless technology must be removed from vehicles. Smart meters must be replaced with analog meters. Smart highways, smart cities, and the Internet of Things must cease being developed and deployed. Radar stations must be limited in number, location, and power. Radar, parentheses, microwave ovens should not be used for heating food. An international treaty on electrosmog addressing radiation on land in the oceans and space must be drafted. You see, this is a crisis. 
And so for all the people you know who are like, you know, in zombie land, out to lunch, asleep at the wheel, they don't realize is that these 5G antennas that are being built and distributed all over their personal neighborhoods at local stores, they don't realize that you, you are bathing yourself, you are saturating yourself in a very toxic electromagnetic frequency field that can cause diseases, that can kill you, and even can be weaponized. Now, now, without getting conspiratorial, that means, to be blunt, if they want to take somebody out, they are able to track you and locate you via satellite and other technologies anywhere on planet Earth because your very body in and of itself is generating its own specific, unique EMF numerical frequency. You are a broadcaster. And if you chose to get the vaccination with the graphene oxide and stuff like that, you're a walking, uh, you know, AM, FM radio antenna transmitter. When you chose to get the vaccination, you chose to get a self-assembling nanobot that would start out at a very molecular level, a subatomic level, and then automatically grow in size. And then the vaccine contains things like graphene oxide, which is a metal which enhances the broadcasting potential uh, of your brain, body, and mind. And so you're, you're, you are, you're a broadcasting station as well as a receiving station. So they can track you from satellite, uh, from outer space, or from any location. And then, hypothetically, I know we're, we're, we're on the borderline here of what's real and, and science fiction-like technology and engineering, but the capacity exists if somebody chooses to use it by simply calibrating where you are just by using a technology like you know GPS. They can locate you, and then they can fire via satellite or some other uh, system uh, a pulse, an electromagnet, electromagnetic frequency which is a kill frequency. And so you don't know what's happened. You hear about somebody, you read about somebody who, who drops dead, apparently, out of the middle of nowhere. And could it be that they dropped dead because they were hit with an invisible blast of a weaponized 5G technology? I'll leave that for you to decide. But the point is, the technology is there. Okay. Electrosmog is the totality of the electric fields, and magnetic fields, and electromagnetic radiation that bathes us 24-7 from all electrical and electronic devices, electric wires, power lines, wireless devices, and antennas. With wired communication, information is transmitted, transmitted via the wires, and the electromagnetic fields, EMFs, and radiation are unintentional. Proper engineering can reduce these unwarranted fields and radiation to a minimum. By contrast with wireless communication, the radiation is the product. Radiation substitutes for wires in transmitting information. Wireless means, now listen carefully, wireless means radiation. By contrast with wireless communication, the radiation is the product. Wireless means radiation. The ability to use a mobile device everywhere on Earth means that every square meter of the Earth must be irradiated at all times. Okay, so this is a revolution in technology. And the, the, the point is that we need to, to apply and really listen to uh, scientific research that has proven certain things. Like, number one, life is based not only on chemistry, 
but life is based more fundamentally on electricity. The unimpeded flow of electrons is essential to the functioning of our nerves, heart, and metabolism. Interference with these electric currents causes neurological diseases, like autoimmune diseases, heart disease, metabolic diseases, such as diabetes and cancer, organisms that have a very high metabolism, such as bees and other insects, are being wiped out. Thousands of studies document the devastating effects of wireless radiation on mammals, birds, insects, amphibians, and forests. Because EMFs are not foreign substances to living beings, a toxology model does not apply that there is not a dose response. Reducing the power does not reduce the effect. Even a signal that is, most, is almost immeasurably weak can interfere with normal biological functioning. While the dose rate slash SAR concept is adequate for description of acute thermal effects, it is not applicable for chronic exposure to non-thermal microwaves. Even at near zero power levels, microwave radiation has been found to change the structure of DNA. Now, I want you to focus in on that because nobody's telling you this. You are your DNA. God created your DNA. Your DNA controls your body, your spirit, your mind, your organs, your tissues. Your DNA, you know, is what is how you reproduce. It's your genetic code. And yet, let's focus in on, on, on scientific understanding of DNA. Science tells us that even at near zero power levels, that's like your battery, which is almost dead, microwave radiation has been found to change the structure of DNA. So that means even an itsy, itsy, bitsy little bit of electrical power from a little battery has the capacity to transform and change and reprogram your DNA and potentially harm you, give you disease, or kill you. Another thing to examine, and this is, this is to be taken with the utmost seriousness, they have done numerous studies about this, and what they have determined are things like this. When the power of the radiation was reduced a thousandfold, damage to the blood-brain barrier increased. A review of 113 studies found that radiation with the lowest power tended to cause the greatest ecological damage. In other words, a review of 108 experimental studies, a lower exposure level tended to have a greater biological effect, and the difference was highly significant. The damage done to our health and our world by wireless devices and their infrastructure is caused not only by the microwave carrier frequencies, but also the low-frequency modulation and pulsations that carry the transmitted information. Thus, modulation can be considered as information contents embedded in the higher-frequency carrier wave that may have health consequences beyond any effect from the carrier wave directly. No matter what the carrier wave, the modulation is the same because it has to carry the same information. So, why did these scientists come up with this document? They want to save lives. The basic truth here that we all need to look at is that there is a continual, ongoing policy, whether it's official or unofficial, of deliberate lying, the obscuring of the truth, the 
the erasing of the truth when it comes to all kinds of technology, medical technology, electromagnetic frequency technology, satellite technology. We live in a world where technology, science, and engineering, which theoretically should bring about good things to help mankind, it is often the case that what is the byproduct of these inventions, of these uh, discoveries, are things that are extremely harmful to people, harmful to the extent that they can kill people, they can shorten lifespans, they can permanently damage a person's thinking ability, whether it's vaccines and, and the lying and the distortion that went along with that. I mean, just the other day, somebody, famous athlete, dropped dead. And uh, the questions are being asked, what was the relationship between his death and the fact that, that he got a vaccination? And, and these, these are being covered up. They should be treated as honest inquiries. So we live in a world where, where truth, uh, there's very little priority on truth. So you and I have to do what we can to spread the truth, to communicate the truth, to advance the truth, and to do it in a way that is intelligent, based on a biblical worldview. And we have to speak the truth in love, and we have to actively reach out to people that are disconnected from sources of truth. So I ask you to join with me and help me and stand with me with your financial support, your prayers, and your spreading of this word. It could save somebody's life. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us.